Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we revisit old movies and TV shows to see if they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Robert Larone and Jay McNabb. And before we get into the movie, this uh, to the miniseries this week, yeah, it's a, it's a miniseries, Stephen King's It. We wanted to thank our sponsor, HelloFresh, yeah. and thank our Patreon supporters for donating monthly and keeping the lights on here in exchange for the podcast early and some classic episodes. Yeah, and thank God they keep the lights on because it gets scary with them off, especially after <laughs> yeah. watching, you know, clown horror <laughs> I mean, you turn the lights off again. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do this podcast in a basement anymore. So oh, that's thank good. God. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if this were actually scary. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we were going to have a guest on. Rob, yeah. you want to tell us about that? Well, I mean, we're talking about it, and you know, I happen to be acquainted with a scary clown. Jam, you saw this clown in person once, and he right. was, like, he was in a storm drain. I was <laughs> trying to get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a local clown. We'll, we'll have him on at some other point. You know, one of your local clowns. You have local clowns. In my town had a local clown, Bucky Wheeler. <laughs> I delivered papers <laughs> to him. It's true. <laughs> And his house smelled like old beer. <laughs> yes, that's another rewatchability shout out to Bucky Wheeler, the alcoholic clown from Rob's hometown. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we're using some had a home clown. We're using some of the Patreon money to fund his problem uh, in the hometown. No, but I was going to have Mullet the clown on because he'd have me on his show at one point. You know what? Is he is he like a children's party clown? No. Okay, because Mullet no. is a scary is a scary thing to begin with. And then a scary name for a clown. I think he's supposed to be like a zombie clown, but he couldn't make it on uh, because I think whenever they make a movie about scary clowns, they get worried <laughs> that people are going to retaliate, run the clowns out of town. They get all. Yeah, you know, Tim Curry was Piper? just in town for the fan expo and he wanted to come on, but we said, nope, Rob's got a friend who's a zombie clown <laughs> who really wants to come on. <laughs> well, we're going to have him on for Rocky Horror. Oh. <laughs> Well, then it all works yeah, out. Perfect. <laughs> so I thought you meant your clown friend. No. <laughs> like, yeah, we're bringing him back for, for 
<laughs> so this is a great story to start off rewatchability, something that didn't happen. <laughs> what did happen when you first saw this uh, this miniseries, Rob? Well, I didn't see it when I was younger. I remember the video, like the cover of it. I remember seeing it in the Walmart and my friend had it. And I think I'd always meant to see it mm-hmm. um, because I'd read the book when I was like 12 or 13. And it was uh, like a very That formative. explains a lot. Yeah. I mean, it pro- yeah, I you know, yeah, it was like a formative. <laughs> oh, I was joking. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like a sort of formative uh, book for me. Like yeah. I, I sort of realized that I've like ripped it off a few times in my own writing. Oh, Not, I mean, with the with the abducting clowns, I, I should have should have been obvious. <laughs> you have one thing, but you do it well, yeah. But I remember it was also like I think the first real Stephen King book that I read, or the first good one, mm-hmm. and it like it scared me, and it also like. It sort of was about these young people, or part of the story was about these young people, and I remember like really around I, your age at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, really identifying with it, you know. And you know, there's the one who wants to be the writer, and the one who's pretty fat, and you yeah. know, and the one who has sex with everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll talk well, about. I that. did get you around. Described our podcast. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I never, but I never saw the movie. I think because a Stephen King movies are always pretty bad, mm. with the exception of like the. Shining and Carrie, probably. And Maximum Overdrive, yeah. But also because I think I was kind of scared of Tim Curry as Pennywise. He's just yeah. creepy. If he was scary as like a vindictive hotel clerk, like it's just you, when he's eating children, it's just that much more terrifying to a kid. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see it until like after we had started doing this podcast and oh. I just watched it sort of consciously to sort of see what it would be like. And I remember sort of liking it, but also sort of being bored by it. Yeah, that seems yeah, that, that seems pretty right. fair. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jim? Yeah, I mean I I hadn't read the book. I have the book. Like I bought the book when I was a kid and maybe I guess I was just too chicken shit to read it or calls out to you. Too lazy because it's really long. Jam. Yeah. Open me. me. <laughs> All my books do that, Rob. <laughs> but uh settle down, Harry Potter. Sweet <laughs> spot run. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I mean for one thing, the the VHS tape cover was the first thing to to scare me about this right? movie. Like just the cover, yeah. Like I don't even think I knew that it was Tim Curry because like Clue is one of my favorite movies as a kid, and and the cover is like the four pictures by the side and the clown peeking out from around them. He's like tearing. He's he's yeah. like breaking the fourth wall, ripping the videotape <laughs> yeah, apart, the fabric of the soul. So I was freaked out by it. I eventually saw it on a rerun on TV, but. I don't think I knew that it was a miniseries, so I only saw, like, the second part. <laughs> so it wasn't until years later where I was talking to someone about it, and they were like, yeah, you know, with it, it's, you know, the second part where they're adults is shitty, and the first part where they're all, all kids is pretty good. And I was like, what? There's no kids. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, no. I, so I don't think I had actually ever seen the first part of this movie, which is the only part anyone at all kind of likes but I just I remember definitely being freaked out by it because I, I was I was definitely a kid when I saw it I don't remember having any you know I was at that age where like if something scared you that just kind of took precedent like I wasn't in a position to like evaluate or critique it you right know what I mean yeah yeah so yeah I just remember it being like a thing that freaked me out as a kid and I've always wanted to read the book I have friends that have said you know it's one of their favorite scariest books of all oh, time yeah. so I've always meant to and now that I've I rewatched the whole miniseries I feel like it's ruined and I'll probably never read the book now <laughs> uh, what about you Blaine 
You're a big uh, Stephen King fan. I, yeah. I am, yeah. I've read a lot of his books, especially the Dark Tower series, and that kind of ties all his books into one, you know, backbone. Span. And you write obsessive fan letters to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you were the I, one that hit him with that van. I kind of yeah. Kathy Bates him a lot. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I do. I appreciate him. I also like him because he is... Um, I mean, sometimes he's a bad writer, but he doesn't let that stand in the way of, of, uh, of writing books <laughs> yeah. and like telling good stories. Like sometimes he's a bad writer in the telling of the stories, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean the stories are bad. Yeah, he's like, so, he's kind of like Woody Allen. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to stop and like, mm. yeah, make sure it's great. <laughs> and some people are going to find some yeah. great ideas in the, in there. And like, some, and sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes yeah. it's not so amazing. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's what Stephen Mostly King not. is good at. He's like a volume guy, right? Like yeah. he just writes every day for half the day and just turns it out. Yeah. Mm. But I haven't read like a new Stephen King book in 20 years. You didn't re- read the one where cell phones try and kill you i read that one i was too scared uh, sell i have yeah, a cell you read phone. that one? Oh yeah oh. yeah it was not it was not great why it's not were you on a very long flight <laughs> were you well he's were you have, trapped on a campground you, six hours away from land you have to turn those off you're not allowed to watch cell on airplanes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but stephen king is so afraid of technology like tommy is about uh, nuclear technology and cell is be scared of there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah grow up pair Stephen King <laughs> oh it's so bad this woman came to my door with like a pamphlet about the Scarborough Nuclear Center and she was like it's way past its expiry date they're just renewing it without putting any more money into the infrastructure of it and I looked at the sheet and there was like a, a circle of the devastating effects that it would have and it like ended at Young Street and I was like oh and then I'm good like I just, right right I just you're outside care. of the blast I'll die. yeah exactly yeah. what about like, me what about the fallout Blaine I, that was the fallout area. Oh, okay. it's not a big oh, thing yeah all right yeah it's just millions of people. What about all mutated? What about Bob and all the evil spirits that will like haunt the woods and are never mind. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I there was this rash of Stephen King uh, miniseries at this time. Right. It was it. The Stand. Shining got remade into, a, and we've done that on the show. Right. Yeah. We for <laughs> Shining versus The Shining, which was no contest. I feel like I feel like the old episodes of the show are kind of like the experiences these ha- kids had in this movie. Like it's just <laughs> fading over time. Like you have. To yeah. remind me what we did. I forgot show. about that. My memory's not <laughs> yeah, working yeah. fully. I forgot about David. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I enter the studio, a fog comes over me. So I loved the miniseries, and they were an event in my house. I could watch them with my mom, and they were all so scary. But they were network TV, and all the Langoliers. Facts. Langoliers. I, I watched that one yeah, too. Th- these Stephen King miniseries were real events. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the nineties, yeah. they were huge. The they, 80s. I mean, they, he was like the only writer. It was him <laughs> and Danielle Steele. Yeah. Stephen King for guys, Danielle Steele for sensitive guys. Yeah. <laughs> Women just didn't read books back in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Rob. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like I, I remember, like, like they would always, you know, promote these really heavily, like on yeah. TV guides and things. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's a really funny promotional image. Maybe we'll put it up on our Facebook page yeah. of the cast of this movie, like Harry Anderson and John Ritter, and they're all in in like this office. Maybe it was the library. His hanging out, <laughs> but they're all kind of posing with Pennywise. 
right. as if it was like a David E. Kelly like lawyer show. <laughs> like, it's just the weirdest I photo. I fucking watch the shit out of that. <laughs> That's amazing. My brother, the clown. <laughs> Instead of the dancing baby, it's just Pennywise in the, in the, in the Pennywise attorney bathroom. at law. <laughs> exactly. Clown attorney. <laughs> yeah. He's guilty. Just sabotaging the uh, opposing lawyers. My briefcase is full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I remember watching this on on TV and and really, I mean, liking it and thinking that the end kind of beast was the scariest right, shit the giant ever. spider. Yeah, which is laughable now watching it uh, again. Well, yeah. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, you guys uh, weren't super scared by it? No, no. Well, see, I, I, the, the funny. Obviously, we're doing this because the new it came out this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, we're all, and we're all just shitting on how unscary <laughs> the story is, and I'm sure we're all going to go see. That movie this week and just like pee ourselves because yeah, I've heard I'm, it's terrifying. I'm sorry, Pennywise, <laughs> if you exist. <laughs> and at the time we're recording this, the movie actually hasn't come out, so we no. haven't had the opportunity to go see no. the yeah. new one. But mm-hmm. we're, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about about that new new version. Yeah. It was filmed yeah. here in Toronto. That's right. Yeah, the It House. I passed by it many times. It was very scary. You passed yeah. by It, the the creepy house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Did you go in? No, I was too scared. I'm here, right? If I went in, I would be dead. <laughs> You'd be dead. Yeah. Good point. Totally. <laughs> if, I, if I went in, I would be squatting there. <laughs> so, uh, so in seven years, I don't yeah. know. Everything would be great. So this is a long, long book, and it was made into, a, I guess this is a three-hour miniseries. Yeah. Well, over th- it was about three and a half. It was probably like two, like two hour movie. TV blocks. So yeah. yeah it, three yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys watch it all in one sitting? No, no, no. Yeah, it's that would be impossible to do. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I watched it in three minute chunks for like a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. Going to the bathroom, hiding under blankets. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a hard rundown, Rob. This is this tests your abilities, I think, as the as Rob's rundown. Yeah. Well, because it's a big book. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do what I can. D- did you stutter? Come back. I. I, 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 I What's happening? <laughs> I think I'm also getting a bit fatter. <laughs> You're becoming all back. the characters in this movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, those pigtails are nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like Willie Nelson. <laughs> I'm stoned like Willie Nelson. So it sort of starts, you know, in this like suburb or whatever. There's this little girl being called inside by her mother. She sees like a weird clown behind the hanging laundry mm. and... We don't see what happens to her, but it doesn't seem good because the next scene is a crime scene. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem good because of the music. It's like, chuck, chuck. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's yeah. Like all over the place. Well, it's, it's half sounds scary and half sounds like super ethereal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can never tell with these like early yeah. 90s scores. What Tangerine Dream came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could have just cut to like a clown waking up after a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this terrible dream house in the <laughs> child's yard. Yeah, this child was accosting me. <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. But it's a crime scene. And uh, Tim Reed is there. He's like hanging about. And at first, we sort of wonder whether he's like a detective or something. Yeah, <laughs> he totally is. Because he's totally... wearing like you know the trench coat or whatever. Yeah, but he's just a librarian. <laughs> he's just always hanging around crime scenes where kids are getting murdered. And apparently, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. and they're like. 
the jerky police detectives like, what are you doing here? You're a librarian. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That kid had overdue books. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to collect. Yeah. <laughs> He's been dead for like 20 minutes. <laughs> she owes 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> you were a lot nicer when you worked at that radio station. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should mention he's from WKRP in Cincinnati. Tim Reed. Simon and Simon. Yeah, mm. sister, sister. Right, yeah. Hi's dad on the 70s show. Mm? Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's curveball. <laughs> <laughs> that was from left field, yeah. But anyway, so he still in this town, and he sort of starts to remember, or he has remembered these things happening, and he starts to call up his old friends, the old gang, and he, he starts, uh, we see cuts to a guy writing, a guy in a ponytail, to a classic Stephen King surrogate. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus in the Yeah. Uh, the it's also like, I love that they all have different jobs, and there's, you know, like six or seven characters, and at a certain point, Stephen King's like, I can't think of a seventh <laughs> profession. I'm just gonna have to put horror writer. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I can't think of another thing. And then, and then I'll make him the main character. <laughs> like, I'll make him the one that's lusted after. <laughs> like, right. It's just, I will make him the best. And uh, it's uh, John Boy Walton. <laughs> just to make it extra scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is weird because, like, obviously. With a they, ponytail. That, uh, yeah, it's yeah. You know, we're seeing the kids and then we're seeing their older counterparts. So, yeah, I can't remember what that actor's name is. But so did that character like grow a mole but <laughs> no, I, when he was a kid it's weird it's a no, little I weird jonathan brandis who plays the younger version of him also has a mole like the same mole but i, I didn't, didn't notice that yeah. i think it's like lighter on him yeah. but i think it's there for sure okay. yeah it's, it's uh, not a dream it's a it's a cool beginning i really like the beginning because it's it's like getting the gang back together but you you're slowly finding out who the gang is as yeah. we go on and i i really like that storytelling device yeah. i don't know if that's the same in the book rob is do they I don't go chapter is. for chapter because i think the the storytelling of the I think it's similar. Like, I don't think it goes chronologically. Um, it doesn't? I thought it did. I, I, but, I mean, you read it and I didn't, so. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, what, what's your leg to stand on? <laughs> I don't know, just guessing. <laughs> yeah, I can't quite remember. You know, I've been meaning to read it again, but uh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, because I, I, if, if Stephen King came up with that, that's great. But if the film writers did, that's amazing. It's a great interpretation. I, it of- certainly works for a while and then after a certain point you're like how many of these guys are there seven <laughs> it does yeah, at a certain point it did kind of keep me from getting into the uh you know the this the story of the kids you know and what how I mean? many like, of these guys do we need yeah <laughs> no but that's I, the other thing yeah. we don't need that many yeah I, I wish it had been like i like that device but i wish they had at a certain point they just let the childhood stuff play out on its own you know mm-hmm. well and like you said the childhood stuff is so great like it uh like For sure. the 50s well and it's, it's like <clears throat> it's basically like stand by me this movie is like stand oh, yeah. by me with a murderous cloud yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and like less great actors yeah Though yeah. Brandis is okay. Brandis is great. Yeah, no, he's, uh, I thought the kids were good. But, um, so, yeah, it's basically, there's, like, this whole section where Tim Reed is, like, calling all of these adults that he used to know and telling them that it's back and oh, they man. have to keep their promise and one of the, back. One of the first things we see is Jonathan Brandis being like, we promise we come back here. It's kind of like the story is told way out of chronological order, it's, mm-hmm. which is kind of uh, cool to get us into it. But also, you get a bit lost at the beginning, I feel. A yeah, bit. 
That's fair. Um, but yeah, the, the promise thing is cool. And I love that everyone answers this phone. They're like all in the best moments of their lives. <laughs> like, yeah. They're all like, I just sold a, a building. And like someone else is like, oh, I'm having a, like a hot first date. And, like, it's true. They're all like super happy, except for the one who has the abusive boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Except for the one woman in this entire yeah. movie. Well, so let's just run it down because like these characters, you know, they both, they all have their moments where they like confront their like fears or they like, like mention their fears. And then, you know, talk about how they used to be because there's John Ritter plays Ben, who is the one who used to be fat. That's his character. (laughs) Really, if if they do the the second part of the story and the new one, because the new one is just the the part with the kids. And, you know, presumably they'll if this does well, they'll do a sequel. They should cast Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. As a reference to Stand By Me, where he was like the The, tubby kid. The pudgy kid. And now he's uh, slim. That's fat phobic. I'm not. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying it would be an interesting. I'm uh, just saying it defines him. I'm not saying it defines him. It Being defines in sliders him. defines him. Oh, oh that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't get over that. Uh, and kangaroo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the highlight of his career, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also Annette O'Toole is Bev. She's like the girl, and yeah, her fortunes aren't as bright as all the other guys. Everybody else is getting rich, and she just has a douchey boyfriend who hits her. Well, she, she has a nice job where her boyfriend treats her like garbage. Yeah, yeah. But she's like high powered at that job and. She's like doing good stuff. So she's like, she's made something of herself. She just has a horrible, horrible relationship with this man. Yeah. Which is exactly like the relationship with her father, which she says, uh, you know, later on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like very like on point. Like they confront all their lives have turned out exactly like they should have according to their like character flaws when they were children. Yeah, this is like a you know a character exercise in a writing class. Like yeah. this is exactly how it would turn out. Yeah. There's also Stanley. No, is it Stanley the one who's like always sick with the puffer? Yeah, yeah. he has. Um, what do you call that when you uh, asthma? No, when you're faking it. Asthma. Fake asthma. Yeah, <laughs> asthma. <laughs> yeah, and also his mom like dotes on him. Hypochondria. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it seems like it's, it, they explain it's kind of his mom and he's caught in the middle of it. And Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's a great scene later when he's doing his flashback, which is like probably like an hour and a half into the movie. Yeah. Where he like goes to the pharmacy and the pharmacist looks like Brian Cranston for some reason. For sure. And he takes him aside and he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Here's a lot of sketchy man. guys hanging out in that pharmacy. <laughs> this will really fix your asthma. <laughs> where he tells him it's just like a placebo. It's a water and camphor and he can't he doesn't believe him he like tells him the kid can't buy can't believe the truth can't take it and so even like as an adult he's still like going into the pharmacy and ordering the prescription for the puffer and he actually like sees the old man who is the uh, yeah in the second part yeah and he's like has like Alzheimer's or dementia or something and he's like barely there but he sort of like gets through to him and there's like a moment where he like recognizes him yeah which is funny and kind of then Pennywise also kind of yeah. We well, haven't even gotten thing. to the goddamn clown yet. Well, I mean, <laughs> what happens is whenever this they... This is like an audiobook of... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this podcast is going to be five hours today. Yeah. yeah. I would do the audiobooks for Stephen King. Oh, man. Let's, yeah. let's you know, tag team it. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of tag teaming, uh, what, what happens next in the book? Well, so, I mean, the thing is, is that every time you like, That was of- the worst segue <laughs> that I've ever heard you do in this show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time they like think of or remember something about Derry, about the town and their childhood, there's like a creepy thing that happens to them, like in real life. Like the sink is full of blood, or they see a balloon which explodes and is full of blood, or they open the fridge and it's full of blood. There's just yeah. blood everywhere. Or they cut themselves and it's full of blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of blood. Yeah, just so much. It's blood. like an advertiser for the Red Cross. Oh, except for except for the one kid who was in Carly Wait. What's his name? <laughs> Seth Green. Oh, right. yeah, oh yeah, he, right, he yeah. sees a werewolf, which is which is terrifying. Yeah, he couldn't stand to see blood. No, he blood was too much. Not yeah, I like that Seth Green's in it. He's yeah. a familiar Richie, face. right? Yeah, beep beep. Yeah, he's like the the smart ass, mm-hmm. and he sort of grows up to be like a late night comedian of sorts. Yeah, Harry Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Harry Dean Anderson. No, <laughs> no. no, but from Night Court fame. Yeah. yeah. Who is like, I I, I've, <laughs> I don't know if this problem's really been solved, but I feel like, you know, things around this time, like certainly Joey and Full House, like they couldn't figure out how to make a comedian funny. If, oh, they're, if they're man. a comedian in a show, you know what I mean? Here's an idea. Hire a comedian. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, he's just saying jokes. That are, like he says, like, I just flew in and boy, is my... <laughs> Tail, so it's like yeah, that's a comedian wouldn't say that. Tired, yeah. Like he's he's, yeah. he's not, you know, it's brutal. I think it's because he's, actual comedians are really depressed. Like they're really in their personal lives, they're like, I do comedy to escape from like the drudgery of my life. Yeah, like Bucky the clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't escape. <laughs> Can we get to the clown for God's sake? Oh, there's a clown. Yeah, good. Well, it's, it's you know, it's the the iconic thing with the paper boat and the storm drain and right. the sewer. I forgot to explain that part. Yeah, it's like <laughs> little Georgie, the thing that thing that's on billboards everywhere in the city right now. Well, it's Bill's memory. Like his yeah. like big thing is that he was sick and he made his kid brother Georgie a little paper boat and they like sealed it all up with paraffin wax and he sent him out to go play with it alone cuz he was too sick. And that's when his brother is murdered by it. He has his arms ripped off. And uh, obviously this was somewhat traumatic for him. Yeah. yeah. In fact, like at one he point... He blamed himself. Yeah, yeah. When like one kid is introducing sort of another kid to the group because they sort of come together by being... Because they're all being bullied by these older kids. He's like, yeah, don't mention about yeah. his brother. Yeah. You know? It's so funny. Like every kid gets bullied in Stephen King books. Like yeah. you, like the the bad guys in this were the exact bad guys in Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. You know, like Keeper Sutherland. Yeah, I expect that, yeah, yeah. Keeper Sutherland and... Uh, yeah. They had the same jackets, like the, war- the same wardrobe unit, like fitted them. It was, it was so <laughs> No, except this guy had, like, the craziest haircut. He looked like he was fronting, like, an 80s band. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, it was like, a, sure. like a cross between Flock of Seagulls and, like, something Danzig would have worn. Right. <laughs> like a Japanese biker gang, like a greaser <laughs> gang. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was just a real piece of work. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's constantly right. trying to stab kids. That's not cool. Yeah. But they but they also, they also see this clown everywhere. Each one of them kind of sees this clown in different versions of people. Yeah. Yeah, and like they're they like start to be sort of lured, but they manage to sort of resist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the other kids, I guess. Yeah, and, and we're and we're made to realize that like you know this clown has been there for a long while and surfaces every once in a while. Yeah, uh, and that thread is kind of you know started with the the one kid giving the presentation to the class about yeah. what happened in Derry and all these like settlers. That- Mike, the young Tim Reed character. Yeah, yeah. 
He's like the historian. And so he like brings them all sort of together and they like meet at a bar. Oh, except for their one friend who kills himself and then writes it on the wall dramatically right at the episode break. Yeah. And his wife's just like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> no one's reading this but me. I have no context for what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's, he probably meant to write more. And, and it was your fault. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was an accident. It's... I lost my job today. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you start with it? Yeah. I uh, really buried the lead there. Um, you think he would be more hearty since he was in The Thing, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just—I was work. just watching. Uh, I've been watching Transparents, right? And he shows up in the second or third season. I was like, oh yeah, what's this guy from? And I looked him up on IMDb. Oh right, he's in everything. <laughs> every every movie or TV show that guy shows up. Yeah, he Richard Mazul, I think his name. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. I love him. Great yeah, mustache. Yeah. And he's great. And what's a, what's a great moment in this uh, in this show is he's so funny and carefree yeah. when we see him just having so oh, much fun God. at home with that's, his wife. That's the oh, funniest yeah. part of this miniseries is like when he, when his wife is like, hey, my mom said that we should make a baby. And he's like, well, then why don't we? Yeah. Everything's going our way. <laughs> like, literally 20 seconds yeah, later, yeah. he gets a phone call. Ring, ring. But I, like, but I like it because I like him and I like the way he plays it. Like he just kind of starts like twitching mm-hmm. and like yeah. gets very uns- And then just, just, just like goes I'm, up and yeah, kills going himself. to bed. It's a good performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a dumb scene. Good performance. Yeah, I mean, it's the fucking scene in every movie, like in every type of movie too. Like in the action movie, it's like, "Hey, you're retiring today," and it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you hope nothing happens on my beat." You know, like, right, it's yeah, just yeah. so stupid. But yeah, he does it. He does it well. But yeah, they find out he's dead as all these people converge on uh, on Derry. Yeah, they're all yeah. there in the bar, and they haven't been there in a long time because uh, they're like vegans. They stay away from Derry. <laughs> We should take a break. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back with It, uh, discussing It. With what? Uh, it. It's not a guest here. We don't have, like, a killer clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, we're discussing Stephen King's It, the miniseries from the 90s, and just kind of got to the second episode, so it's... it's yeah, uh, it's perfect. Good, right good at the midpoint. Right at the I mean, bad part. <laughs> we didn't talk about, like, the, the big epic showdown between the kids and It. Really. Yeah, I mean, right. I think we'll talk about that in the context okay. of the big epic showdown at the end, too. They sort of happen, cool. like, kind of one after the other, it sort of seems like. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell where the chronology is but they do like they defeat it in the 50s Mm-hmm. And that's why they're still alive. Yeah, in the future, and they kind of defeat. The, they didn't just move away. They kind Their of parents de- were like, "This is a bad town. We should fucking go elsewhere." <laughs> All the kids keep getting murdered. Why don't we move our fucking kids? That's the also- property rates are so low in the killer clown towns. We <laughs> believe it. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's also the other thing. Like in other movies, when like several kids are serial murdered, 
there's like bedtimes in forests and like (laughs) you stay indoors after nine, you know, like there are things like go in groups. I guess the one cop does say like stick together kids. Don't go in groups of less than seven. Yeah. Get a girl and a black kid. (laughs) That's what you need to round out your team Uh and call yourself the Avengers. Make sure you all have each other's phone numbers in the 80s. Just saying. <laughs> You're going to need it. Uh, but they, they do defeat the killer clown. Yeah. Pennywise. With, with, uh, which they find out his name because they're looking at old oh, pictures yeah. of the town. Yeah, and that's a cool little moment where they're looking through old, old pictures and then he, like, it animates and he, like, comes near them. Oh, man, oh, that yeah. freaked me out, actually, because, I you know, they're holding, like, a scrapbook. Yeah. And he, he comes right up at the scrapbook. And, and I was watching this in 3D. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was watching this uh, with a clown. Uh, it really freaked me out. No, I was watching it on my iPad. So I was oh. holding it kind of like the kids in this movie were holding the book. And right. when, you know, Pennywise comes right up at the, you know, I thought he might grab me and, you know, I could ask him some questions about the production of Clue. <laughs> this is the important thing there. Yeah, but they're kids and their belief is their most powerful asset. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like that. Um, I don't know. And I like the fact that the you know, they saw the the Wolfman, so they got silver bullets, and the one girl's really good at like slinging them. And yeah, I, I I guess like believing in something is a lot better than the way that they defeat Pennywise in the book, which is by having like an orgy. <laughs> yeah, what really? Yeah, that's right. All the kids. Sorry, what? Well, okay. <laughs> All well, the- it's, it's after they defeat him, isn't it? No, I think that. It's been a long time, but I think that they have the Let's orgy by in order. This clown corpse, like what? Why? No, they don't fuck the clown corpse. <laughs> no, <laughs> over. I didn't even say. Wait, what is wrong with you? They're children. You need to revive. We're on the table. Playing their children, that. they nope. fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a weird scene, and it's like I mean, it's one of the things that makes the book like. Uh, kind of weird and uncanny. Like I, it wouldn't be like the same book if it wasn't there. But, like, it's weird that, like, an adult wrote this scene where a bunch of, like, 12 to 14-year-olds all fucked the girl one. Yeah. Wait, so... She basically, like, they... I think they defeat the clown, and then they get lost in the sewer, from what I read. And then, so, the girl, I guess, is like, we should... Beverly, I think, is her name. Yeah. Is like, we should all have sex with each... Or, I guess they all just have sex with her. They just... Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. And, and, I mean... No circle jerk. I guess it's kind of a notorious scene now. Like, I mean, there, there were articles written being like, the new it's not gonna have that scene <laughs> yeah no like it's sure. ra- it's rated it's r guys but not yet. for that <laughs> i actually didn't stay know home the pedophiles wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like i think stephen king said like he wouldn't but i think by law they now. have to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's pretty uh <laughs> yeah that's crazy but i think it's it, kind of crazy i guess it's like kind of being like like there's something uh, you know there's something weird in this book like the theme is kind of like adults are the ultimate evil because they all kind of look the other way yeah that's right and they they don't even see the evil of Pennywise so I think there's something in the fact of like sex equals sexual maturity and Mm -hmm. adulthood and they become adults in that moment and they leave Pennywise and that story behind but you know maybe do it maybe flash forward Four or five years? I don't yeah, know. Something. They wait till they're all 18 and they're in college. <laughs> then they get drunk and Jesus. they don't talk about it. 
But I feel like, like, actually, I, I, I'd heard about that scene roughly. I didn't know exactly what happened, but, and I read about it after watching the movie. But in watching the movie, like, when they all get together as adults, they are, like, bizarrely Lovey all dubby. kind of gropey with an NO2. manhandle her. Like, she, they, when her and... Uh, I hope Michael McKean doesn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when her and, uh, was it Richie, the main guy? Yeah. When they, like, meet, they just, like, start making out. Yeah. And then, yeah. at one point, like, they're all just talking about, like, how to, how to defeat this clown, and she's basically just, like, you know, uh, like nibbling on like John Ritter's fingers and stuff. Like it's really strange. And she ends up like getting together with John Ritter at the end. Yeah. But she's like, she like kisses basically every dude in this movie. And she says something like, you know, that was, that was the day I fell in love with all of you. And like knowing that this scene was something that's cut out makes that even stranger. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. That's horrifying. But I mean, I have to say, when I was a younger person reading this, like yeah. when I was like, I don't know how old I was precisely, but I was like probably like 13 or 14 when right. I first read it. It seemed like kind of like honest and not like it was weird, but like it was also like addressing like children are like coming into sexuality. Right. And, and, you, all and you didn't have like the socialized version of sex yet. Like you, like, you know, yeah, you, you, I assume that you hadn't made forays into that yet. Yourself. Well, I was a player. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, it was so, like, it was like a weird mystical sort of like adult thing that you didn't quite understand. And like right. reading it as so a you child, judging it for, for anything beyond, Oh, that's sex, I guess. Well, I didn't think that it was like that. Right. I didn't think I was going to, I'm going to have to get together with six other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Need support. <laughs> no, but yeah, support. I, I, I did read like Stephen King saying that, you know, he wouldn't put that in. Now people are more sensitive to those kinds of issues yeah. now. And uh, saying that he, he wrote it as to be kind of this like connective tissue. He didn't say connective tissue. And I wish I hadn't brought up the phrase connective no, tissue, but this kind no, of like no passageway between adulthood and Passage childhood. <laughs> There's no good way to describe this, but yeah, I mean, I can get, <laughs> I can get why, why thematically what he was going for just from my understanding of it again I haven't read it but I can also get why the filmmakers in the new movie were like we're not touching nope. that with a nope. 10 foot there, nope. clown there, pole there is uh, oh God. are clown did poles he, a thing? did he have a 10 foot clown pole? <laughs> I don't know there's probably a scene with that somewhere show that me where the clown pole touched you it's a long book that's the other uh, thing that's his other weapon other than the deadlights his clown pole <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the yeah. topic at hand which is creepy clowns and not yeah. creepy writing. Yeah. So, but they all, they all did have a connection because when they came back to this town, they kind of felt each other's presence. Yeah. It was this weird sort of like sixth sense that they had be, go, having gone through this and defeated this evil. They were somehow yeah. joined in that moment. Yeah. And not an orgy. Yeah. yeah. We haven't talked about, there's also like one of the bullies, one of the bullies gets killed in the encounter in the back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and he gets like sort of sucked in a pipe after he, uh, sees the deadlights that creeped me out oh, oh that was yeah. creepy yeah yeah, yeah that's um, scary but then one of the kids like he survives but his he gets turned into young Jim Jarmusch his hair goes all white <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> he starts making independent films do you think that we just make jokes for each other <laughs> no like, oh yeah these we're not even recording this man <laughs> <laughs> but at one point Pennywise he's in the, like the insane asylum when he's 
grown up and he doesn't look like Jim Jarmusch anymore. And uh, Pennywise like sort of breaks him out to to attack the kids. And this is the same thing, the exact same thing that happens in the stand. He gets uh, the the kind of bad guy goes into the mind of like a very tortured pyromaniac and then gets him to help him kill the, the good guys. Oh, I thought you were talking about Stand By Me again. No, no. <laughs> it's in, like, in, I don't in, remember Jerry O'Connell having pyromania. <laughs> in the stand, in the stand. Right, right. Series. Yeah. Oh, on the book, yeah. So it's, I don't know, there's like, it, it feels like there's so many of his other books in this book. Well, Stephen King reuses the same tropes over and over again, like yeah. boys growing up in the 50s. And that's why having that Dark Tower series is amazing, because it kind of joins everything and, and makes me like, oh, this is why that is happening. He kind of explains it. You know, yeah. I haven't read all the Dark Tower books, but I, I, I do want to see the 80-minute movie. I assume all of that's in there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's like 6,000 pages. <laughs> I think Matthew McConaughey summarizes it in a all rat, all rat. All right. <laughs> That's the trilogy that they're going to make? Three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, one, two, and three. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, are, they are connected in a certain way. And, and now they're all talking about whether they're going to actually try to defeat Pennywise the clown yeah. again because they're adults and they're, yeah. they're like, what the yeah, they fuck are we doing? They have the power. Yeah. And like they, yeah. Pennywise tells them that like they're too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a casting director. He's yeah. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you should, if you go to a casting, like an audition and the casting director is dressed like a clown, Get out of there. Not a real yeah. audition. <laughs> no. Uh, no. But don't, if they ask you to take off your clothes, <laughs> not a real audition. Don't, don't the auditions are super great. Uh, <laughs> and there's seven of you and one female character. Uh, no, yeah. but, uh, the, so, you know, when they defeat it as kids, you know, they're using all kind of kid logic to do that. Like yeah. they have like the power of belief, silver, like melted down jewelry or whatever that yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And they, cause they saw it in a werewolf movie, not a werewolf. But that's okay. But yeah. it's all kind of like kid logic. So you're like, Oh, yeah. that makes sense. But then when they're adults, they're like, okay, do we still have that jewelry? It's like, wait, what? You can't come up with a better plan? Well, this is the yeah, thing. So, so, so when when the one guy, yeah, Eddie uh, Spaghetti, Eddie Spaghetti, when he gets stabbed by the, by Jim Jarmusch, that's, him that's Mike. Me, Mike gets yeah, stabbed. Yeah, when Mike gets stabbed by Jim Jarmusch, he tells him he's like, "Hey, I got this silver for you. You know, I, I, I dug it out of the wall, went back for it." And they were like, "Oh, okay." Well, like Thanks, I, I, at, at yeah, that moment, he's like, I went back to the sewers to get it because uh, he's like, I didn't care if I lived or died because yeah. uh, my life's hell. I'm a librarian. Yeah. Yeah. The, the worst job you could possibly imagine. <laughs> he lives. That's the other thing. Like they go to like his house. He's like, oh, we're really in the wrong side of the tracks here. And and Mike's like really sadly like, yeah, this is actually my house. And it's yeah. like this beautiful, <laughs> it's like yeah. beautiful old home. Like, I know that would cost like two million dollars oh, yeah. in our can, city. Yes. It's a fixer-upper. It's a sweet job. He works at a library. He just reads a, books. I know. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, but they, they treat his like his life is just dog shit. Yeah, because he stayed in Derry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the and other books of Stephen King's was like take, taking place in Derry, like the uh, Dark Tower touches on Derry, and then also the new miniseries with that guy that lost his hand in the desert. What's his name? What uh, uh, Franco? James Franco. 
<laughs> guy who guy who lost his yeah, hand in 127 hours. Yeah, that's your description of James Frank. Yeah, that's the best I could do in the moment. And so he's not new like 1116. Oh, there's like right, eight yeah, Stephen yeah, King things happening at any given time. Yeah, no, I know. And, and there's a whole uh, but that Stephen takes place King in Universe theory. show coming yeah. up called Castle Rock. Yeah, obviously his other oh fictional town. Yeah, yeah, which is sure. it's going to be like all the Stephen King stories about Castle Rock plus Seinfeld. <laughs> it's part of that universe, I'm imagining. Yeah, that's great. And Steve Bannon, he's in there too. The Fraggle Rock. He lures children to the sewers and <laughs> devours them, presumably. Well, he has yeah. more time. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty good clown. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they decide they're going to, yeah, let's after all go and defeat Pennywise. We're yeah. here, aren't we? <laughs> and also, like, our friend got stabbed. They, so. They've lost two friends so far. Well, he's not dead. He's just in the hospital. Yeah. But, but they, the one's dead. One is incapacitated. So now they have to go down to this creepy sewer, take care of Pennywise once and for all for just the five of them. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and it's like, this is kind of boring. This is like, <laughs> they go into the sewer again, and they're all just like kind of standing there. And then um, I think like, yeah, they, if they're going to do that, they should do it in the stand. That would be much more appropriate. <laughs> exactly. The I mean, apocalypse. They see some creepy stuff. Like he sees like his brother. Bill sees his like yeah. Georgie. But then it's like armchair psychology to the max because he's like, oh, I wasn't responsible for your death. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And then he disappears. Like it, Bill. <laughs> yeah. They're always like encouraging him. Oh, yeah. Bill's so the main funny. guy. Richie's the comedian, right? That's yeah. right. I keep getting them confused. They're There's all so many characters. interchangeable. Yeah. Like, they probably could have combined Bill, Ben, and Richie into, like, one guy. Mm-hmm. A fat guy who writes and is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he writes comedies. It's yeah. a good edit. This could have been, like, a 150-page book. Lose seven is a lucky number. Make it four. <laughs> also, that sex scene just got, like, 60% less creepy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the math makes it less creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, then what happens? Well, so then Bill gets sort of caught in the deadlights, and Bev uses the slingshot to, like, shoot the sort of thing, but the first one, she misses the first one, the second one bounces off. Oh, we, and we didn't mention it's like a spider monster now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which this is, is like weird. The, There's no clown at all now. Well, it's like that's what he was sort of projecting. That was, like, right. the form that he sort of takes on. Did he think the spider monster wasn't scary enough? Like, right. why wasn't he just always that? I know. He probably comes from a planet of spider monsters where everyone looks like that, and he's like, well, this isn't going to scare kids. Like, this is just what normal people look like. Yeah. I'm going to have to think of something really scary. It's like Howard the Duck. It's oh like my God, monster. what's that thing with the makeup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'll be that. <laughs> like, that scared me. He's he's like Batman. You know, he like used his own terrifying... Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that explains so much with yeah. the kids and their backstories. <laughs> but no, he's, he's the spider... Just be the spider monster the whole time. But okay, so... Here's my problem with the ending. And I get why this works in a book... Then he becomes the spider monster because it's all the same kind of in a book. But I felt in the movie, the whole thing's building up to this showdown between this character that's so much uh, defined by Tim Curry's performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, don't really don't get the resolution of that no. because Tim Curry's absent for the whole finale. Yeah. They like totally disregard video game logic. Like first you fight him in his first form, then he transforms right. into the monster. Yeah. Nah, it's pretty, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, you're right. I mean, we haven't like, barely talked about Tim Curry, whose performance in this is like one of the like only great things about <laughs> yeah. this movie. Yeah, and like Tim Curry, we all love him. He's great in pretty much anything. If there's something that Tim Curry's bad in, please we, tell yeah, us. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. But like his performance in this is like 
amazing. A, it's so not Tim Curry, except for like at one moment where he's like, you know, being like the real voice of Pennywise. But it's still like so fucking creepy. Yeah. Like well, it doesn't feel like Tim Curry. He, he disappears. He, he's so arch and over the top. And it's scary for that yeah. reason. Like he's just yelling at people in the library and like laughing so much. And it's just, oh. And the, the teeth. teeth. The teeth. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they wanted, like originally they were going to have Pennywise have kind of these like built up prosthetics to make him look more exaggerated and creepy. Mm. And Tim Curry didn't want to do that because he'd just kind of gone through all that with legends. Right. Yeah. So, he was so creepy that too yeah oh my but, God. but he was kind of like you know i he said something to the effect of i think i can do this just as in the clown makeup i can make this scary and he yeah. made it so scary yeah yeah, yeah, he's great. But yeah, I don't love this ending. So <laughs> the giant spider So the giant spider monster first what's the the little guy's name? Eddie Spaghetti. He has the idea like, okay, it's just the power of belief like when we're yeah, a kid I'm going right. to use my inhaler. Yeah, but he doesn't believe in the inhaler anymore. That's the thing. Oh, is that why it doesn't work? Yeah. Not cuz it was bullshit in the first place. Well, I think well, I it worked the, in the it first It worked place. in the book. Are we meant to think that it kind of worked here? No, like, it didn't work at all like, because he like goes to squirt guy. <laughs> Just the wrong language, and then he gets picked up by its pincers and crushed. Not the dad. I, I know he gets. I know that, but I think in the book, like it worked a little bit, and oh, then he gets weird. attacked or something. Yeah, because he still he still needs it. Like some part of him believes it, but he yeah. knows it's bullshit too, right? right? So it doesn't work anymore. That's where I feel like maybe it would have worked in the book, where we can hear like the internal monologue. Here, it just felt weird, and then what's really disappointing because again you're wondering like how are they going to defeat this ultimate evil and it's just like it's almost like Star Wars, you know, and Ed O'Toole's just like, where's the thermal exhaust port on this spider monster? Get in the glowing part. <laughs> it's the glowing. Again, it's like a video game. It's yeah. like <laughs> the, the boss's weakness. Yeah. And she hits that and then it retreats and then they're all like, hey, there's like six of us. Let's just kick the shit out of it and like rip oh its entrance Oh, okay. Out. So that's, that's the <laughs> point. Brutal. That's the point where I was like, this is just some monster that landed on Earth or something, doesn't really understand us. It's uh, hungry. And, and yeah, it's trying to That's bring what people in to fight it. And I it's, felt horrible for it. It comes up every 30 years, has a few kids for a meal, and then goes back for 30 years. I know. I think that's pretty It's reasonable. Good. Yeah. They and, used to send sacrifices out in ancient Greece, right? And they're fucking ferocious. Like, they yeah. put their teeth to it. They claw at him. Oh my they God, kick they at him. Up. They tear out his fucking heart. Like, so, who yeah. is the monster? Yeah. <laughs> they were your, covered in his blood at the end. Where's your sense of scientific discovery? Yeah. Of wonder. Yeah, you're Empathy. ruining that specimen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it is this also weird callback to like when they beat up the bully because yeah. the, all the bully's friends are gone. They're like, "Hey, wait a minute! There's a whole bunch of us and just one of you." So they just kick the shit out of them. It's kind of like the same thing. They're like, "You've got you're evil and you've got evil powers, but I bet." If we just ganged up on you, we could just really punch and kick you until you're just bleeding. And- well, and the thing, I don't, the thing I don't understand is why they didn't bring any guns or knives or anything like that. They just oh, brought yeah. like that one thing. If I was an adult, yeah. I, I kind of believe in the power of a gun. Well, they, like, not, not in something. real life. When they're We're Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> when they're walking there, yeah. John Ritter says something like, I still say we should have brought a machine gun. Yeah. It's like, well, just bring a stick or I don't know, anything. Yeah, because uh-huh. yeah, you probably believe in that more to stop this monster than like a slingshot. <laughs> Baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. And an also, axe. the other thing is like Pennywise just the whole time is trying to get them to turn away. Like he kind of fears them. He's mm-hmm. trying to scare them away. Yeah, he knows that they yeah. can beat him. Probably because he's like, I hope as adults they don't figure out that they can just kick me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's my, my oh, kryptonite man. is kicking. Oh, man. Uh, so there's another one of my favorite moments in this show was because he Pennywise has kind of taken over certain people at certain times. Right. He, and and John Ritter was like making it with Annette O'Toole. Yeah, with Annette O'Toole. And then he like comes away with makeup, which right. is a great scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved that so much because he comes away with makeup. He's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you wearing a clown costume? Like, what are you into, girl? And then it took uh, him a really long time <laughs> yeah. to figure out what was happening. Yeah, exactly. But then it's because Pennywise was like, oh, I read your poetry and I know it was you. And then an editor later is like, hey, I read your poetry. I know it was you. And starts to kiss him. And he like grabs her and he's like, I, I don't I'll know. kill you, you fucking clown. <laughs> no, he goes, he goes, I don't know if this is you or that damned clown is in there. Like, it's just so weird. It's <laughs> such a stupid line. Is that damned clown in there? Like, he's not afraid of him anymore. He's just like, oh, this is such an inconvenience. I've been making out with this clown all the time. Have you been making out with that clown? <laughs> it's me or him or one of those other guys in our group. <laughs> one of the other seven or six guys. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was another one of my like favorite moments in the movie just because it was so stupid. And very I like laughed out loud at that moment. Yeah. So if you can find it, rewatch and it there. I, I do want to say, I also think John Ritter is a great actor yeah but he doesn't have much of a character no no he doesn't do yeah and he's funny he has a beard he should be the funny guy like i know no offense harry anderson but it's like later in the show like later in the show they're all like hey you should write that down he's like i'm not the writer that's not my character (laughs) like they do that to be one thing yeah exactly it's it's weird but yeah i mean what do you guys think of the acting overall like he he does not a great job because he doesn't have a great character but Tim Curry knocks it out of the park. Did any of the others, like... I thought the kid actors were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm always a fan of Jonathan, Jonathan Brandis. I mean, that's your guy. Of, yeah. He's your... We've talked about this on the show. He's your hair Avatar. role model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How did you feel about his hair in this one? It was it was sublime. You know what? I think he'd say that about your hair, too. I just got a cut, and it's <laughs> so short. Thank you. But all the kids are good. They're all kind of natural, and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, there's no, like, none of them are, like, stars except for Jonathan Brandis, I don't think. But and and uh, Seth Green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Seth Green star. was in everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the adults, they fare less well because, like, I think most of them are good performers, but, like, most of their parts are really boring. It's mostly just, like, hey, how you doing? You know, remember those old jokes? All right. Yeah. Hey, do we got to go kill that clown or something? Yeah. Yeah, and because the other stuff's in the past like it's it's less horribly dated like yeah. you know the the 80s-ness of like you know John Ritter's like this cool architect with like <laughs> this swank loft apartment and he's got like he's on the cover of Time magazine you know one of those superstar architects they, they all are the best in their field like yeah. they're all well they, they mention that as if that something that's like a part of the town's magic like yeah. weird. Like, like if you Mike left says it, something yeah. like it's no coincidence that all of you left and became like super successful Again, like, I'm a dog shit librarian. <laughs> yeah, just, just what happened mansion. when you moved to the city. There's opportunities, man. <laughs> like, that was probably, like, something that was explained in the book. In the book, yeah. And that's part of the frustration with this miniseries, even at four hours almost. You feel like there are nuggets of things that you wish would be fleshed out. And are more interesting than the stuff that they do explore. Yeah. Like, yeah. the whole, like, killer that is released from this insane asylum, it happens so fast there's no tension. There's no right. build-up. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's, like, running throughout the book. Yeah. I remember that in the book, and I remember it being, like, one of my favorite parts and one of, like, the most disturbing parts. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be. Because he, like, he takes credit for, like, the killings, and that's why he's in the insane asylum, but oh, obviously crazy. it was the clown. Yeah. Also, these fucking kids never said anything to, like, you know, it's like, yeah, no, he didn't do it, he was just a shitty kid. Yeah, well, also, when they kill him, they just leave his body in the hotel. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not going to tell the authorities about this. Uh, they're used gonna... to cleaning up bodies in hotels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half the job. Yeah. Oh, and also the other thing, the end, the very, the coda of this miniseries is that, like, everyone ended up okay. Oh, except for the main character's, like, wife, who is in, like, a coma. Oh, yeah. Like a walking coma. Is his wife or his girlfriend? I, yeah, it's I, his wife, I think. Audra? Think, yeah, yeah Audra. she's, like, the actress or something. Yeah, she, like, comes into the city to, comes into Derry to help him. Yeah, and gets caught by uh, the, Pennywise. Yeah, the dark lights or yeah, the dead lights. Dead lights, yeah. But then yeah, she's in like a vegetative state and Tim Reed's character is like, well, just seems like nothing can be done for her. I guess she'll always be like that. <laughs> yeah, but then he puts her on a bicycle. Yeah, and rides old down, bicycle. And rides down a busy street and is like, come on, come on, well, come on. That works with the other kid who was freaked out after going into the house. Yeah. The abandoned house. But it's not like that's not uh, her memory. I know. That's his memory. That's just weird about it. And then the other thing is like they're almost killed several times by cars. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like this is going to save your life. <laughs> you <laughs> out of a coma yeah. in time to be like run over by a <laughs> new <truck>. coma. Exactly. <laughs> She'll probably get the uh, dead zone thing though <laughs> when you get in car accidents. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just a, the weirdest ending to a movie because it's like, and that was the end. They're like, no, no, she's actually saved. Never mind. It was just, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't like the ending to it. Yeah. You didn't like the ending to it. To it? Yeah. Yeah. So what did you guys think watching it again this time? Thinking that it held up over time? It's a 90s miniseries. Low production values. Yeah, I think maybe if I had watched it like week after week, maybe it would have been kind of like interesting. Like I've been watching Twin Peaks and, you know, I'm not sure I would want to watch four hours of that in a row either, even though I find it really compelling on a one hour basis. Right. But I think ultimately, like, if you view it, like, as one complete piece, it's really kind of boring. And there's, like, way too much of, like, calling back to the parts that we've seen, like, 20 minutes ago. But some of the performances are good. And, like, I think that there is some horrific stuff in in here, like, when the balloons explode with blood. And it's just, like, I love when it's, like, splattering blood all over the place. Oh, and, and, and the people aren't even noticing. Yeah, yeah they don't even notice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I find all the horror in this, like, it's a sort of mental horror mm-hmm. a lot of it like yeah there are no jump scares really yeah. yeah and you're like is this happening like in the characters minds or is this really happening and so there are parts of it that are like good and valuable I wish like somebody would do like a fan edit that's like an hour and a half right cut out like half the reminiscing you know oh, yeah. cut out half the a lot of know. the future part it's 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 horrible because not horrible but it's difficult because when they kill the monster as a kid and they have to kill the monster as a as like an adult it's like well they've done it as kids they should be able to do it as adults it just kind of takes the the stakes out of it unless they like demonstrated more of how like they no longer had the power that they did when they were kids well obviously they weren't super successful at it because it just came back yeah. Years later, true. They didn't kill it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they got rid of it. They, they didn't realize. They didn't realize they could just kick it. <laughs> I think it's only been twenty-seven years. Yeah, its shins are its vulnerable part. <laughs> yeah. So, Jim, what do you think? You know, I think 
that the story was enough to carry over the awkward parts. I was still engaged, even though it's dated. It's a little silly at times. I mean, this isn't the show's fault, but there's like fade outs to commercial breaks. (laughs) Folgers. The music was pretty. Yeah, and the music. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you have to put some of that aside in evaluating it. Uh, I still, you know, I think it was a valiant effort to adapt probably a a tricky book because it is so long and there's a lot going on. And Um, the kid sex. Yeah. Good edit. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, Tim Curry is just fantastic. A thing like this, I feel like, kind of lives or dies on its villain. And yeah. he's terrific. Iconic. I would say it's mildly rewatchable for that reason. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's kind of mildly rewatchable, too. I think it's cool because TV at this uh, time was very just like, like block off your shot and do it and get it. But there was a lot of like walk and talks and follow shots and over complex terrain to get to like a satisfying like frame at the end. Like they put work into it and I think it was well directed too. Sure. And they must have had a lot of money because Pennywise was terrifying and that monster at the end was pretty pretty terrifying too so, yeah uh, so i think it's kind of mildly rewatchable i, I think we're in agreement it's uh, mildly rewatchable. yeah yeah i did you know don't put it at the top of your list <laughs> a lot of people are watching this before the new one like i yeah. saw on like the itunes top rentals this was uh oh, you know crazy. amongst yeah. the new releases because people are, are prepping for the new one so. wow. yeah and and speaking of the new one we have a guest is going to come on and talk about the the new movie because she she's saw, seen it because she yeah because she saw an advanced screening she gets to go to a fancy advanced screening yeah exactly no so, for uh, us so we'll we'll uh we'll throw to that right now so we're here talking with dila about the new movie it do you want to let them know who i am yeah I am, as Alex, your producer, will let you know, I am a social media boss, according to the website. Boss. Yeah, no, I'm sitting on a throne with lots. Not right now, on the website. Okay. You can go to Antica, (laughs) meet us, or whatever it is, the people, and you'll see me sitting on a throne. Mm -hmm. I also help produce Fred Kennedy's podcast, Issue Zero. Mm -hmm. So. And you brought us into the Antica network. Yes, Uh, I did. I remember meeting you guys well. So that's who I am. Dila. Uh, <laughs> thanks to our relationships with Fred, and Fred has a really good relationship with Warner Brothers. I actually got to see the new It movie wow. last week. Before anyone else. It was myself and a few other like reporters and stuff. It was a special like press screening. Oh, wow. So what was your experience? Like, first of all, had you read the book or seen the old miniseries before you went in? I remember seeing the old miniseries. I remember not not being afraid of clowns okay. really at all like it just did not it seemed like the makeup it just seemed very it just seemed very hokey like mm. I, rem- I do not remember at all being traumatized no clowns aren't scary I mean <laughs> now, since <but> Monday <laughs> I feel fear. differently <laughs> okay yeah. so what was the new it like in comparison to the old one because we just finished talking about the old one yeah it, was well, it the old one, well <laughs> it is I will say this it is an amazing amazing movie if you like scary movies like if you enjoy being terrified for days afterwards so that when you see a red balloon you're just gonna like 
jump a little bit in your head and just have to talk yourself out of it, oh, yeah. then it is an amazing movie. I do not feel like from the original, I mean, the original was a miniseries, so yeah, it was yeah. a little bit different. Like, it's different. And I feel like they went somewhere else with this one. Like this one is, I think it's a lot closer to the book from what I've read. And they have been able to explore and break some of the rules of horror that you're kind of used right. to um, when you think about like horror and like you know scary movies you just like there's certain rules that you've kind of like set in your mind I mean if we've all seen Scream we know what those are they do away with those in this movie like right. You're supposed to be like scary things only happen at night. Not here. It happens anytime. 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 Literally anytime. There's adults. Right. Just kidding. It's still scary. <laughs> and what about like Pennywise? Because we talked a lot about Pennywise in the uh, 1990 miniseries. Yeah, Tim, Tim Curry's performance is crazy. Now, when I first saw the images of Pennywise from the new one, I was not impressed. Like he sort of looks like emo Pennywise. He's like, <laughs> like he has like these like weird like makeup lines and he's trying to be like, he's trying to be like Jared Leto in Suicide Squad edgy, you well, know? Yeah, he looks like they're trying to make him scary as opposed to just making him look like a clown yeah. who's um, scary in context. So, yeah, so he, I think within the first five minutes, like the opening kind of scenes and stuff of the movie, they set it up so that he is supposed to be kind of, you are supposed to be scared of him because he is a stranger like you're you're as, uh, exactly as a small child you are supposed to be kind of like what is this person in a sewer talking to me about <laughs> don't talk to like warning like, don't talk to people in a sewer yeah, unless, unless they're ninja they're turtles, turtles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah unless they're ninja turtles then definitely they have always pizza yeah. follow them always that's true exactly. if, if, oh, like, man, we got mixed messages as kids <laughs> if it was said in the 90s and he was trying to lurk his in the sewer he would 100% manifest as a ninja turtle that's oh, why he was sure. so successful in the miniseries <laughs> Calabunga. Dude. Everything exactly. floats and there's pizza. A hundred percent. So in this one, you, what is almost immediately terrifying of Pennywise is that he you see him and he is visually scary, but then he's charming. Mm. And it's there's this level of like almost immediate manipulation from Pennywise, and that just sets a tone. From the first five minutes that you're like, okay, well, this is going to be awful for me who doesn't really enjoy scary movies. I am now going to be hiding under my hoodie, plugging my ears for a chunk of it, which is exactly what I did as a professional at a screening (laughs) with a lot of like famous-ish, you know, critics at the screening and there was only like 10 of us and one of us was me hiding under a hoodie with my ears plugged well that probably helped the review of it you know yeah. I got to be like look this is scary this like a so one out of ten so scared shitless <laughs> yeah, so exactly. me. I mean without giving too much away like what was it that was so scary about it was there a lot of jump scares was it I know it's rated R is there graphic violence compared to the TV show yes to all of those yes yeah. uh, the jump scares are super intense we went with another producer on the network her name is Annalisa and she loves scary movies and she jumped like she was sitting beside me she was supposed to be my rock like that's why I brought her I was like what if I didn't realize like going in the night before I texted her I'm like what happens if I'm too scared early on what do I do and she said 
I will hold you. She did not hold me. She was scared. You need to go with uh, seven friends. That's the magic. You basically, yeah, the, the loser club. Yeah, watch the um, movie while huddling in a circle. <laughs> kind of. I mean, not together, that is kind of, that is one of the things. The other thing that there is in it is there is certainly, it's a lot more adult in the sense that there is, and I don't want to talk about it too much because obviously I want people to go see it. Those who, again, preface that they have to like scary movies, that there are some adult themes, particularly around the female character, which is not something that I think even got touched upon in the you know, in the miniseries. The miniseries. Yeah, they there is an undertone them. that almost the adults are also just as dangerous as right, Pennywise. Yeah. There is a level, this is what I'm saying, like there's a level of psychological yeah, that's uncomfortable. Uh, fear and discomfort because the things that are supposed to keep you safe, which are the adults, may not always be there for you. Yeah. So these kids are kind of left to their own devices while... Pennywise the dancing clown is coming after them. So again, does not sound terrifying and yet horrific. Well, that, you know, that's something we talked about even in the miniseries. We could kind of see that like Pennywise is almost this metaphor for, for not just like adults that are untrustworthy or abusive, but like, Adults that look the other way and yeah, ignore that. I stand in the miniseries too. Adults like look the other way from like childhood abuse and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. But I uh, like. Uh, I can almost see Pennywise as like the ultimate manifestation of like an adult trying to, like you said, almost like there isn't an, an amount of manipulation for any clown. Yeah. With a child, like they're in a costume. They're, oh my God. They have a, a painted smile. Like they're trying to. Stop your scaring Rob. <laughs> okay. No, but you know, like a, a clown is a stranger, an adult stranger trying to insinuate themselves in a children's social situation. So I can, I can see why that's kind of the roots that the movie and the book is getting at is adulthood and is a fear of adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you're saying that's really I'm strong so in the new movie. I would say that those are all themes that you will probably see manifested in the new movie. I hate adults. Yeah. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah, I mean, we should never become Yeah, them. no, you I'm should not. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't, Listen, do don't do it. That's scary. Yeah. I'm looking forward it, to seeing it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now we have a support group. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we yeah. can all join. Will you join. come with us? I will not see it again. <laughs> I actually got to interview the kids, too, afterwards. Oh, really? Um, yeah, on the Friday. And they are lovely kids. They're all fine, which is great. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, the it's great. Guys. It was It was actually really just, nice yeah. to, you know, see them after you watch them. Oh, my them. God, you're okay. You're fine. I actually wanted to be like, do your parents treat you differently now that I've seen this movie? I did not ask them because they would have thought it was ridiculous. But uh, they, it was, they were lovely. And too young to watch it. Well, some of them had actually yeah. originally had seen the, the miniseries, and oh. they themselves have said how different they felt the, the new movie to be and how much scarier the new one is compared to the old one. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to us about the new It. You're welcome.
I've got lots of thoughts. So whenever you want me, I'm around. (laughs) 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 That's great. Thanks so much. So that's it for rewatchability this week. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to us uh, discuss it, both the the old and new versions. And you can find us on rewatchability.com, facebook.com slash rewatchability, at Twitter, at rewatchability. And if you want to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, that would help us out a lot too. And donate at patreon.com. Or else we'll send clowns into your room at night. Uh, no, we won't send clowns in your room at night. I will send a clown. Send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.